1: The family is God's idea. It's not a gang idea. It's not a fancy idea. It's not an idea from the eastern region or the Volta region. The family is God's idea. The Bible says God sets the solitary in families. The Bible also says The name by which all families in heaven and earth are named. So there are spiritual families which are like the church of God. The church of God is a family. That is why Paul will write and say brethren because we are brethren. When we were growing up as Christians, everybody was a sister and a brother. And I think it brought some sanity into the body of Christ Because when you had to deal with a male, he was a brother. So, brother Jacob, brother Andrew. So, it gave you a certain consciousness. But nowadays, there's no brother and there's no sister. You just call them by first names. And that's why we sin so easily. Because we are not conscious that they are brothers in the Lord and our sisters in the Lord. But that is uh, my take on it. And I think that that also created the consciousness of what the Christian family is. But this evening, I want to start, first of all, to talk about love. Because if your theme is bearing fruit in the Holy Spirit, then one of the things that the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit does Is that it causes us to bear the fruits of the spirit and the first fruit the Bible mentions is love. Amen. 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 Now love has many definitions by many people. Some people feel that love is when they meet the person and then they get goosebumps. Then you say wow this person I'm in love with him or I'm in love with her because I got goosebumps. Some people think that love means I must sleep with you. And when the sister or the brother says, oh no, they'll say, ah, but how will we know that we love each other if we don't do that? How will we know that we love each other? But sex is one thing and love is another. But love can cause you Real Christian pure love can cause you to have sexual relationships with your wife or your husband. But you can have sexual relations also without love and without the God kind of love. Amen, somebody. So this evening I'll be talking about the three kinds of love. The three kinds of love. That's the Bible refers to. And I believe that if the fruit of the Spirit is love, then love is more than a feeling. And God defines love for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, reading from verse 4. The Bible says, Love suffers long. And is kind. I'm so glad that God defined love for us. Otherwise, we would define love according to the movies we watch. We would define love according to telenovela, Kum Kum Baja. We will define love according to what we see, maybe in our parents' marriages. We will define love by the books we read. I read a lot of Mills and Boone when I was a teenager in high school. I read a lot of Mills and Boone books because those were the books that were around. But now when I look back, I think that those books are like saints compared to the books and the movies of today. But when we were growing up as Christians, We were told at a point that they were no edifying books because they gave us a wrong concept of what love was. When you read a Mills and Boone book, the boy and the girl, they met somewhere. And what happened is that when the boy saw the girl, then with his deep husky voice, he said, hi, baby. (laughs) And then the girl just went wobbly in her knees. And then the boy just swept her away. So, having read so many books like that, I thought that when I'm going to meet my life's partner, all the things in the Mills and Boon will come to play. And so a lot of us have our ideas from so many places. And that's why the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world but be changed by the renewing of your mind. So I had to renew my mind because when I read the Bible, it didn't say love is a tall, dark, and handsome man. If I had gone by that, I would have ticked maybe two of the boxes. Tall, yes. Handsome, yes. Bishop, dark. But dark, no. (laughs) And based on that, I would have said, this is not love. So a lot of you will need to renew your minds tonight. Not the gospel according to Lady Reverend Adelaide, but the gospel according to the Bible, the infallible word of God. Amen, Amen, somebody. Now, some people say, oh, this general love, Lady Reverend. We don't want that. We want romance. We want to understand. That's what we want. But. This first type of love is called agape love. And it is the God kind of love, amen. Amen. Agape is spelled A-G-E-P-E. So all three types of love are important in our lives. Amen. Now, when you read Ephesians 5, verse 22, it says, "Husband, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Amen. So Christ loved the church, and the church is God's body. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter whether... It's the head, the toe, the fingernail. If it's not there, you feel the pain. You remove your fingernail and see. And so agape is the God kind of love. And every family, every marriage, every relationship, every church family that will stand must start with agape. Because agape is the God kind of love. Not you and I out kind. And not you and I, our type, but God's kind. And the distinguishing feature of agape is that it is unconditional. Agape is unconditional love. Amen. Amen. It doesn't depend on you for Christ to love you. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But today, when people are getting married... Or if they are married, or if they are in a family, and while the person is a, yet a sinner, they will not love you. <laughs> if you mean you are not a sinner, and you are born again, but you are not perfect, they will not love you. And they will always point out to you what is wrong with you. You see, you, eh, you don't behave properly. And they'll tell you 150 things that are wrong with you. But Jesus Christ, when we were in the pit, when we were still sinners, not after being born again, Christ died for us. And the God kind of love is not based on what the person has done, what the person did, what the person did in 1952, what the person did in 1958, what the person is going to do in 2020. It's not based on that. It's based on I love you and you. You don't have anything to do with it. So now how do we get this agape love? How does it come into you? Romans 5.5 says, It comes into us by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit and that love of God is agape love. You know, I feel that human beings eh, we are a very pitiful race because everything that we can even do a little, it has to come from God. If he doesn't even love, before he will tell us to love, he has to give it to us, otherwise we are incapable. So when you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. So if indeed bearing fruit in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you and I. And then it pours the love of God in our hearts. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. So it is a work of the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, the Bible says, quench not the Holy Spirit. So some of us, the love is there, But when certain issues happen, the love that has been shed abroad, you put a lid on it and you quench the love that the Holy Spirit has shed abroad in your heart. Sometimes you may not quench it, but you grieve it. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, it means that we make the Holy Spirit sad. When we quench the Holy Spirit, it means that when he's working, he says that, this is your husband, forgive him. This is your wife, forgive him. This is your uncle who didn't look after you, forgive him. This is your father that you call useless, forgive him. Then you say, no. So the love wants to come, it's shed abroad, it wants to flow. But you, you are quenching the work of the Holy Spirit, which is love in you. Amen, somebody. Amen. But we have to allow the Holy Spirit to let this love flow. Now the Bible says, love suffers long. Beloved, nobody who is getting married is thinking about suffering. Nobody who comes to the altar is thinking that love suffers. If we knew that love suffers, we may revise our contracts. But when you are coming down the aisle, you are so full of love, but that love has not been tested. But when that love has been tested and it stands the test of time, then we know that agape love is being allowed to flow in your life. Amen, Amen, somebody. Even in the church. You say, Pastor, some, he didn't smile at me. You are angry. You are not preparing to suffer. Love suffers. Not in the movies. In the movies, love doesn't suffer. Love kisses. And love says nice words. And love goes to see you off at the airport. And love doesn't want to say bye-bye. But that's not the God kind of love. Amen. Amen. And then when the movie is going on, the song is also playing. The guy has, he has to travel somewhere. Or the girl has to travel somewhere, and they are going to the airport. and even, they can't even talk. Their love is so much. They, they even want to cry. And the background music is saying, "Oh my backs are packed." I'm ready to go, I'm standing here outside your door. I came to wake you up to say goodbye. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. That's what they say, kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you never let me go. So, for you, kiss me, smile for me, hold me like you never let me go. So, then when you get married and she lets you go, he lets you go, you say, What? This is not love. Look, God, what I'm experiencing it. But if you would believe agape, the first thing, you see, God, he's not like that to your former boyfriend. He doesn't lie to you. Your former boyfriend said he's going to America and that he will come back and marry you. You see, a few days ago, I was telling a story of a sister I met in my church. I didn't know her. And after church, I was just going up to my office and I met her. And then she came up, oh, hi, Lady Reverend. Oh, hello. And then she said, "Um, oh, I just wanted to say hello. And she was walking with her son. So is this your son? She said, yes. I said, oh, okay. Is your husband in the church? Then she started crying. I said, oh, why? Long story short, she said that she fell into sin with this guy. And then they decided that they were marry. And then the guy now had to go to the States. So he went, but they were communicating. And the idea was that he was going to come back and then they will fulfill all righteousness. So that's what she knew. All this time, she, she didn't know the Lord anyway. Now the guy calls her and says, you know, my dad is dead. And I want you to go to the funeral. It's from this day to this day. So she goes. And then when she sits in the funeral service, She sees that some of the children are here, so they are coming to read their tributes. But every child wrote their own tributes and had their picture. So as she's flipping through, she sees the page on which her would-be husband is. And on the page, he's wedded. So she realized that he didn't know how to tell her. So he said, go for the funeral. And when she went... In the brochure, she saw that he had had a wedding he had married. And she said that she just went wacko. And then after that, she met some people, men of God, who used her situation to also really exploit her. So that when I asked the question, she was already full of things. Now the reason why sometimes people break down so much and even go to mental hospital is because they are not knowing that love suffers. This one, it may not even be love, but love suffers. A parent will tell you that when he loves your child, you the child, you suffer. A parent suffers. You know, it's nice to have children. And then when your friends come, they say your child is so cute, but you know the <laughs> napkins you've been washing, and the. Th- I remember when I had my first two boys, and most of my friends were not married then. They'll come and they'll say, "Oh, they are so cute," but I didn't feel the cuteness <laughs> because it was a lot of work. I didn't have house help. I used to wash my napkins at 1 a.m. and hang them, and then they were one year apart when I said that my children say not quite four days short, but. <laughs> But you, when you see from the outside, oh, it's cute. So no family is cute. And no family is perfect. But the love of God can overcome all these things. (laughs) You marry, and they say, Lady Reverend, why does he talk to me like that? I'm not saying it's right, but love suffers. And what it is is that This week he's on duty. But next week, with the foolishness, you will be on duty. So love suffers long. Even in ministry, love suffers. You love people. When they are going, they don't even tell you they are going. At least tell me, Lady Reverend, you are a very foolish woman for spending all your time ministering to me. I wanted you to know I'm going. But no. You see them, they just I left. <laughs> and you look as a pastor. You've poured your life. You've poured your soul. And you can easily become bitter. You can easily change towards people. But if you enter ministry knowing that love suffers, perhaps it will be a shock absorber for you. Amen. Amen. I'm looking at all the young women and they are smiling. But when love suffers, it's not funny. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Amen. And whilst it is suffering, the Bible says it is kind. You see? If, if the kindness comes after the suffering, it's okay. But this one says, love suffers long and is, is, not, not future, is kind. How can you be kind to somebody who has been so wicked to you? How can you be kind to somebody who is so some way? How can you be kind to a father who didn't look after you? How can you be kind? But you see, when you look at the story of Joseph, he wept when his brothers came. Yes, it's okay to show emotion. And then he said... You meant it for evil, but God has turned it around for good. So when you have a God's perspective, it allows you to be able to love people who are unlovable, who don't deserve your love, and who have even done wicked things to you. Amen, somebody. And that love is needed in God's church. That love is needed, first of all, even towards God. Love should not be because he's giving you something. Love should not be because when you, you, you asked him for something, he gave it to you. He didn't say, I will answer so that your love may be full. He said, so that your joy may be full, not your love. So your love for God must not be situational. Based on things that happen. And that love for God will translate to your love towards men. Amen. Amen. I mean, I will not lie to you that when love is suffering, it's very, very painful. Because I've experienced it. Sometimes you experience it, you say, okay, when I go to church this time, I'll just be cool towards people. Because, nimpanye. <laughs> <laughs> so "Oh, later on. But what is happening is that your spirit is changing and your sweet spirit is becoming bitter. And the Bible says in Hebrews twelve fifteen, looking diligently, lest any of you fail from the grace of God, lest the root of bitterness springing up from amongst you trouble you and defile others. So bitterness chokes love. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart too. But there's something called the root of bitterness. And that comes from a lot of heaping of offenses, unforgiveness, trying to play God. God says, vengeance is mine and I will repay. And then you, you are talking to your husband in the morning. He didn't say you should tell the person. And even the fact that you want that for the person is not God's nature. Because God's nature is, yes, the Bible says Jesus knew what was in man. He did not entrust himself to man, but he still loved man. Amen. Amen. So we need the God kind of love in every area of family life. Amen. Amen. Some of you ladies, you are good at forgiving your children faster than forgiving your husband. (laughs) Amen, ladies. Amen. And I'm so surprised because the Bible says it, First Peter 3, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter against them. I was very surprised that it didn't tell the women not to be bitter, but the men. Because sometimes and often men are not verbal. So they just keep things in them and then one day they explode. The Bible tells them, don't be bitter against your wife why would it tell you not to be bitter against your wife if it was not possible god knew that it's something that will happen amen. amen so if people would even enter marriage with the mind that love suffers it may help a lot of us not to end up in the mental hospital not to end up with shock you are so shocked that you, you, your life can't continue but you can recover by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love suffers long and is kind. Kind words. Kind behavior. Some people, they are married when their husband annoys them, no food for five days. I spoke to somebody last week. She told me that, you know. Eh, hmm. Lady heaven, it's not that I don't want to cuckoo. But me, I cannot." And I said, but I cannot." But I said, what do you mean, you cannot." She said, So I said, hey. So what food is your?" I said, "There's nothing there. Only only water in the fridge. There's nothing." I said, "Why? Because that's not Agape." And these are the points that make marriage difficult and that make family life difficult because you may not feel like cooking for him, but because love is unconditional, you may not feel like changing her oil in her car, but because love is unconditional, you may not feel like giving her pocket money, but because love is agapeo, you manifest the qualities of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Kind words. The way everything you say is only criticism. There's never any kind word. It's only when your wife doesn't dress well that you you, you see. When she dresses well, there's no word from you. I tell the sisters, don't worry. When they don't talk, it means you look nice. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Your husband may do everything for you. Only one area. That's where you dwell on. But there are so many other areas where he is good. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. How many times have you heard people quarrel? Eh, if I had not brought you to town. Will you know anything? Thank you Love is not boastful or arrogant or rude. Sometimes we say, "Do you know the degrees I have? They are more than the thermometer. <laughs> Love is not boastful. Santa, you may not even speak it, but in your head, yes. saying, "Look at how uneducated he is." L- l- look at somebody. Look at somebody. But God, he is boastful. This way. Lady you. Michelle, no, no, Me, and me, You. Is God who lifts up. <laughs> Not you. But boastful. You see, we boast even in marriage. We want to see who has done what for who. And who has performed better. And. You have become like Jesus. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It is an act of arrogance and pride. And God resists the proud. But he gives grace to those who are humble. So unconditional love is not boastful. Sometimes you are in the ministry. Maybe your husband is also in the ministry. You say, "Eh, you preach, I preach. We are all anointed. And even... When I preach, the people are more blessed. <laughs> Love is not boastful, no arrogant, no rude. You come to the church full of yourself, boastful. The family of God. If we make a mistake and we don't put you here, but we put you there, now it Benz, by the way, must be a certain type of person boastful and when you are proud the Bible says God will resist you I'm not the one saying you see and when God is not on your side who can be on your side and pride is something that's so hidden that you may not see it some people tell the wife you won't have anything you won't survive are you oxygen are you oxygen that she will not survive? <laughs> it's only God that the Bible says about him. In him we live and move and have our being. But you are so boastful. The Bible says, wives, submit yourselves. Unto me, I'm, I'm a woman of the millennium. Me, me, no, me for 21st century. So when I do my nails, I don't cook. Ah, uh, those girls without degrees. Love is not boastful. When you are in the corporate world, you are Madam So-and-So. When you get to work, even your messenger is older than your husband. That's fine. But when you get home, remove the corporate suits and become a wife. Yeah. I'm a lawyer. I'm a magistrate. I'm a judge. You are a Christian. But all your things, your boasting is all in earthly things. You're not spiritual. Amen. Amen. Love is not boastful. Arrogant. When they ask you something, you give an arrogant answer. Say, what does he do for me? My husband said, he did nothing for you. At least he gave you children. And he gave you his name. That's how it is. <laughs> love is not boastful, nor arrogant, nor rude. In fact, she she says conceited. And then love does not seek its own way. Its own way. There's, oh dear, everything, there's only one way, and that's your way. There's no other way. Even God's way, crying, bim. Love does not insist on its own way. Another verse says, it does not insist on its rights. And that's Jesus for you. That's unconditional love. I am not the one. It's not a poem. It's the word of God. And God is saying, love does not insist on its own way. Some of you, you are in the choir. When they say, today, we are wearing red and black. So, media red made Indian red and in red. Everything should be your way. If it's not your way, then it's not right. And that brings a lot of conflict in church families, in families, in marriage. Because you say, I'm the head of the house. When I speak, don't speak. Don't bring your ideas. And I'm like, really? God Almighty, he calls you, he says, come, let us reason together. God oh. God and I, look at the gap, is wider than the gap between me and you. But you, you say that when you speak, no one should speak. (laughs) Amen, the brothers? But God, no, I'm walking my somewhere. And then he says, come, come. Let us reason together. And then what even is pathetic is that the next sentence, he says that though your sins be as scarlet, So you know that I'm a sinner? You know that... I've I'm, I'm fallen from grace. You know that I am a weak vessel. And you want to reason. I mean, at least say, come and listen to me. But not come, let us reason together. Amen. That's God. And when Moses is talking to God, God says, Moses, let me kill the people. They are so whatever. They're... And then Moses says to God, Shall the judge of all the earth not do right? God oh that you are the judge of all God who is sinless. Moses can negotiate with him. Moses can plead with him. But you who that's not the God kind of love. I'm not saying there should be rebellion, I don't I'm not saying say there should be disorder, but there should be a certain graciousness. Amen. When God told Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom. And Abraham said, okay, if there are 50, will you destroy them? He said, okay, 50, I won't. What about 40? What about 30? What about 20? What about 10? He said, eh? I've told you I'm going to destroy Sodom, and you are using tricks on me. Today you say 50, 40, I've told you my decision. Take it. That's not God. The Bible says the wisdom from above is easy to be entreated. Brothers, allow us to entreat you. Easy, not difficult. Amen. And sometimes it's the reverse. You, the woman, you have taken over. You are the pilot of the ship. If your husband says, don't do it, you will do it. If he says, I don't agree, sir. The Bible says Abigail was married to a fool. But she didn't say because you are a fool. I don't have anything to do. No. She needed wisdom. Good understanding. And by wisdom the Bible says wage war. Amen. So it takes wisdom to walk in love. Amen, somebody. Amen. Love does not insist on its own way. Love believes all things. Love trusts. Ladies, sometimes that's where our problem is. It's shazit. It's that we can see that this thing, where it's going, now, oh, is not going well. And I'm not saying we shouldn't say it, but sometimes you say it and nothing is happening. It's like the the, the ship is still hurtling to where it's going. In that situation, you can just pray. Hope and pray, isn't it? Some of the situations you can't do anything about it. But love believes the best. Some of you, you may have had bad experiences. So when you are getting into a relationship, you have that mind. Somebody was talking to me, said that, hmm, this is mommy. me dear, I said, oh, why? Because they disappointed me in series. Really? <laughs> I said, really? And see, can see me worry. And then now, I'm married. I said, really? I said, could that be why you are always looking on your husband's phone? You're always looking for something. Okay. badabe? You have made yourself a personal Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> the Holy Ghost that runs to and fro in all the earth. Seeking for somebody to show himself strong on the behalf. is the eyes of the Lord that run to and fro. Not your eyes. What God sees, you can't see. <laughs> Amen, ladies. Amen. Love believes all things. Love believes. Sometimes, you see, the facts are correct, too, but the, the conclusion is not true. You say, I saw him. He entered that house. and He, did, he, he entered and he did it. But what you, are, you think happened did not happen. And because of that, you destroy a good thing that you have. But because it is out of a good heart or a caring heart, then you say, Lady Reverend, I just want to care. It is true. But at a certain point, love has to believe all things. And the brother should also make things easy for you to believe. <laughs> Amen, brothers. When your wife takes your phone, it's like second world war. For my dear mommy, for my dear, what is on it? Why, why, why? Why are you reacting so much? There's no fear in love. Why are you so afraid? But you see, you are behaving as if your wife is God. God is the one whom all things are naked unto him with whom we have to do. It's not your wife with whom you have to do. God. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. The eyes of your wife are not everywhere. Amen. Amen. Love believes all things. Sometimes you are telling your husband, you are telling, your children are telling, oh, it's not so. It is so. You think I don't? Just, just, just say maybe it's not so. Just be a little gracious. But it's like, no, you don't believe. Love believes all things. Hopes all things. And endures. To endure means you last. To endure means you are able to put up with a lot of things. And I believe that most of us are in divorce courts because we don't endure. We are not looking for it to endure anything. And we don't endure. But love endures. God's love for you to endure Sunday you come to church sometimes. I say, It doesn't change God's love for you. He can't just look and say, It doesn't matter. Love also rebukes. Love corrects. Amen. Amen. But his love for you doesn't change based on your you are some Amen. And this is the God kind of love. And that's the love between Christ and the church. And that's the love the Bible says, husbands love your wives. I, mean, I think that the work of the men is worse than the work of the women. We, we are supposed to submit. But you love your wife as Christ loved the church. You say love your secretary, (laughs) (laughs) love your PA, love your administrator, love the girl you give the lift to, husbands love your wife. Yes, there's brotherly love. We'll come to that. But tonight we are talking about agape love. Amen, somebody. (laughs) I quickly want to finish up with the last two and we'll be done. So we should walk in unconditional love. You see, it's easier said than done. But we should be also open to God. You should go to your prayer closet and say, I'm so heartbroken. But if you give me grace, I'll try. Amen. The Bible says love never fails. It means love always wins. More than hatred. Look at Israel and Palestine. They can't make peace. Nobody can walk in love. Because these people believe in Moses' law. And these ones believe in Usmesis law. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. But the God kind of love is not like that. And when we allow the Holy Spirit, we will bear the God kind of love. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the grace. Sometimes I even forget what people have done. I forget. So the one I see that hey, how are you? In the middle of the conversation, I say, but isn't this person who do? I don't remember. And I thank God for that gift of not remembering. Otherwise, it will lead you to bitterness. And the grace of God will just go out of your life. Amen, somebody. Agape says, I love you in spite of this issue. It is a willingness to accept the other person for who he or she is without expecting a change into the ideal spouse in shape, form, size, or intellect. This means that even if your spouse never reduces or increases in size or becomes better at any other area, you are still prepared to walk in love. Some men say, I will love her if she submits to me. That's not what the Bible says. It makes it easier to love her. But it shouldn't be your decision. And the wife should not say, I will submit to him only if he loves me. It's not tit for tat. And yeah, table tennis. One must decide to love only one spouse and no other person. Agape love is sacrificial and therefore will go the extra mile to give time, attention, gifts, etc. Some of you brothers, you have never bought a gift for your wife since you married her. Every day on beyond kunta. Every day onbeung kunta. But you are changing from today. <laughs> love is not a feeling. Agape love is a decision. That's why the Bible says, beloved, let us love. Say a new commandment I give you. It's a commandment, it's not a optional. Amen? Amen. So that is agape love. Hmm. The Bible says hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Amen, somebody. Love covers. But you know, your marital problem, it was peace FM, it was okay FM, it was sweet melodies. Everybody has heard the problems you have and the difficulties you have. The Bible says, a tale bearer separates very friends. When you do that, you are creating a gap. It's not that you shouldn't seek help. But, you see, sometimes you feel that the more you talk, the lesser your problem will be. But it's not true. The more you talk, the worse your problem becomes. Amen. But love covers a multitude of sins. Sometimes you meet people and say, hey, nah, who know what to say? saying? Oh, he's fine. Hmm. Things that you are not thinking about, they are trying to bring into your mind. Then you too, instead of defending the person you know, and then maybe when you go home, you deal with this, hey, tell me more. <laughs> My mother told me a story. I know the people, very prominent people. That's what happened. One lady was having mitral problems. And then the friend said, I'll take you to this juju man. Oh, yeah, dear pa, Sort out your husband for you. Very prominent people. And then they went. When they went, the man said, the woman should come back on Wednesday, but alone. Then this friend went to tell the husband, we really know. We know. I said, why is say, why is it? why is, is it? Before she knew, this friend has married her husband. Yes. We are all grown-ups now. I think some have died. <laughs> and my mother said, it was, it was such a tragic story. So she drove with the, the, friend drove with the husband. And they went to park near the Malam's place. And the woman came. and said, I'm catch you. I said, what? This marriage is over. And then with time, married your friend. Hmm? Love covers wow. a multitude of sins. You have a problem. Come and tell Pastor quietly. Not that as soon as you walk through the gate, we all know that and there are Some people they even walk into the church well, to one time they are coming to choir. What is that? Love covers a multitude. If you keep on publishing the weaknesses of your spouse, the sins of your spouse, the, and then you go back and marry the same person in the same house. I remember when I was young, there was a lady like that. Mrs. Samte, I almost measured her. And she comes to my mother. My mother, was say, my mother said once, I mean, me, I was tidying up. And my mother said, Mrs. Lamte, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to mention her name. My mother said, don't come here again. I think there's something wrong. I was so surprised as a child. And later I asked her, as I've grown up, why? She said that you insult the man-man influence, you go and marry the same person, you say he's a fool, he said this, It a... doesn't make sense. Love covers. We are not saying, say that white is black and black is white, and say that you don't have a problem, and say that. But it's not everywhere you have to share your problems. Some people are married to pastors and say that me, me go in my say ministry. I say, hey, are you God? <laughs> but love covers a multitude. Which shows me that the sins are not few. The sins the person will sin against you—they are not few. They are a lot. My love will cover the multitude of sins. So when you are going to get married, expect a multitude of sins. Amen, young ladies. Amen. Multitude, or not a few. Why would the Bible say love covers a multitude? When you are in a church, expect. A multitude of sins because there's no perfect church. In fact, we're perfect the day you came, then we became imperfect. <laughs> but there's, there's no family without issues. Yeah. We'll probably come to that tomorrow because I don't think I'll be able to go through all the types of life. But there's no family without issues. And then you, when you have issues, it's like, it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Jesus said, it is impossible that offenses will not come. Offenses, plenty. In the church, in your office, in a, plenty. But if you are going to do that, everybody who offends you will withdraw. Everybody who offends you withdraw. You will, in the end, end up with nobody. You will have a very, very lonely experience. And your life will not be beautiful Amen. Amen. For ministry and to be the ministry firm, you need a large heart. Especially if you are going to be a sophomami. Mean, hey. You need a very large heart because the Bible says the kingdom of a God is like a man who casts a net and caught different fishes. The people in the church, different fishes. We will warm. boys Different fishes, oh. And you, this one person, you are supposed to be able to cope with all of them. And when you make a slight mistake, even your husband doesn't spare you. But it is in his presence that healing comes. And it is in meditating on his word that healing comes. You see, many years ago, let me end with this story. A lady joined the church. And then they had, we had ministry meetings on Thursdays. And then one of our lady pastors, the lady was in her department. So it was like cell meetings, but we meet in the church because not everybody has a home. So we, and then she said, okay, if you are, this is your first time of fellowshipping with us at cell level. Stand up and let us um, acknowledge you. So she stood up. They acknowledged them. Then, this was the late Mrs. Saki. She said, um, oh, welcome. Anyway, if after service, you have any questions, anything you want to know more about the church, whatever, I'm here, you can come. So they shared the grace and they dismissed. Then a lady, a young lady, came to her and said that, well, I joined the church not long ago, but I've been coming. But... Bishop Dag's wife. I loved the woman so much from afar. I've never spoken to her. But I just like her. Then I went to a house to go and sew. There was a seamstress there. When I got there, there was a calendar of Bishop Dag and his wife. And I said, Oh, this lady, I've now joined their church. How I like her. And an elderly man there said, Oh, and the lady pointed, Oh, this lady. Huh. And the girl was crying. She. Some mommy way. She's smiling and thinks. She. no cry. E they are so embarrassed. Bishop Dagan, at that time he wasn't a bishop pastor. Dagen. He loves God so much, so he decided that, you know, he would just let it go. No one can ask him. Now, or poison, you do call a boy, you say, eh, not pastor Dagan, I would do it. Or say, me, she, you know, make me, you know, and no, and the lady. Some mommy, we, on your cry. She's smiling the calendar, so you think she's a nice woman. You don't know. And all the church people, they know. But to be me I make a show. So the girl said, every Sunday she comes to church, and she'll be looking, hey, mommy, we Mommy, we And then during worship, this lady, Reverend Mrs. Siwatmos, she's lifting her hands. Say, We are assume. So if they hadn't asked this question, I wouldn't have known him. So later, the, la- the lady pastor said, oh, she came to look for me. That's what has happened. I told the girl that it's not true. At that time, we had just been married for 10 years. And my husband said that we should have a big anniversary celebration, which we had, you know. So she was looking for me. She said, mommy, people are very evil. And this one, it was a grown-up man. Oh. And then after that, she said, Well, the girl has gone but next week i'll bring her to meet you i said it's not necessary she said why i said because i don't care you don't what i said i really don't care she said why you don't want to meet her i said you said you have explained to her so it's okay so up to today i don't know the person maybe she has even become a lady pastor (laughs) but they say that there's no smoke without fire there's a lot of smoke without fire. Sometimes it's a fog. Amen. Yes, but you can easily hear that I say. Mm. So the church members, when they come to church, they are looking at me. So that's what they think. So the friend, fr- fr- the sorting out. Nah, yeah, then. It's not by might. It's not by power. It is by His Spirit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I told my husband. He said, Ah. Really, you were poisoning me and then I've decided to have an anniversary and marry you again. <laughs> I said, me, you're correct.
0: <laughs>
1: Amen. Amen. But all sorts of things. Will that destroy your spirit? Love never fails. Love puts you in a class that is a holy Ghost class. Amen. Don't scratch with the chickens. Fly with the eagles! Walk in love and let things be below you. That I should go and quarrel. I should go and sort things out. I am too filled with Holy Ghost class to lower myself to that. But some of you, every fight in the church, you are in it. Every church. When you go, don't tell them I said it to. We shouldn't tell. <laughs> and it's the lack of love that is destroying church families. Destroying real, not real, but biological families, destroying marriages is the lack of love and tail bearing. The Bible says, Love suffers long. The Asher says, Oh, please wait, I'll look for a chest. Hmm, these things, I don't like it. I don't like to stand at the back. Remember that love suffers and that love is also not arrogant. Sister. So that the Lord will lift you up. That is the God kind of love. God has shown us all the facets of this love. I didn't write the Bible. God wrote the Bible. And now we need grace, which God gives us, to walk in love. We've loved people and they have not loved us back. We've loved people and they have repaid us with evil. But at the end of the day, the Bible says, the battle is the Lord's and not yours. When you fight, you often mess up your battle. But when you leave it with him, he sorts it out. Some of you will have to release old grudges. Some of you, it's not, you see, love is not that Or love is not that It's not, it's not that. But love is, in spite of what you've done, God is giving me grace to walk in love towards you. Now, lady heaven, don't go there. Don't go there. She's my enemy. Don't go there. Matthew five forty, love your enemies. So God is telling you the categories of people to love. Love your enemies. So first of all, you have to identify the person as an enemy before you qualify for that verse. Amen, somebody? Amen. Love your enemies. Number one. Do good to them that hate you. Wow. Jesus, are you serious? Bless them that curse you. Oh, you know what or a curse. But You say I should bless him. As a person curse I bless you in the name of the Lord. I bless you. How? How? But that's what the Bible says. Bless those that curse you. And then pray for them that despitefully use you. You see, we don't obey all these scriptures. Because a person is annoying, you You will never pray for us. Ah, prayer I'm coming to put her in my prayer. Indeed. But the Bible says, pray for them who despitefully use you. It says that when you do that, you heap coals of fire on your enemy's head. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual. And then when you pray for your enemies, eh, it stirs up some love in you for them. I'm telling you. What did Jesus say when they were insulted? He said, that, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. My aunt an aunt, who says that, when I say that, oh, forgive. I said, Jesus, forgive Shema. What did Jesus Eh, Jesus <laughs> And she's Catholic. She said, and am every day. I'm not that's Mary, the mother of Jesus. So do you think I come after her? <laughs> I'm very human. And she says about my mother, <laughs> But when I look, I see that my mother's path shines brighter and brighter Amen. unto the perfect day. Because as they are kissing you and you are blessing them, coals of fire are heaping on people's heads. Amen. Amen. some of you will have to change a lot of things in your home tonight. Some of you you haven't cooked for a long time. I had a sheep went to her house. Her husband said that whenever he comes home, she and the children they have eaten, but there's no food. I said. ah. So I asked her, how?" said of the to stove on top." my bread. As I said, so, do you cook for yourself? Eh? The children and I. On toe stove now, on DD. Hey. The husband called me. Lady Reverend, come. Come and look. She didn't know I was coming. When I went, a glass of Gary, half, and five cubes of sugar. I don't know this When I got there, I said, hey. At that time, we had a group called Women with Direction. I said, hey, is this the direction you are bringing? to Your house. So, oh, lady, brother, I didn't know you would come here. Oh, am I God? Even your enemies, the Bible says, do good to them. Amen. So, even when the person is your enemy, the God kind of love does good to your enemy. And then at the end of the day, love will never fail, love will win, love will conquer. Love will overcome. God will bless you. God is the one who promotes. God is the one who blesses. And he says that for your obedience, you will be blessed. Amen. So don't look at mortal men. Look at God and let him be your source for everything. And as for the love, it is in your heart. But how it will flow. If you ask God for strength and grace, he will let that love flow to others as God has determined. God bless you. Please stand to your feet. I want you to talk to God. Some of you are offended in the church. The church is a family. Some of you have things in your heart That God has brought to your remembrance tonight. Tonight we have come to the throne of grace. The Bible says if you come to the altar and you have anything against a brother or a sister, leave your sacrifice there and go and make peace. Tonight we want to say, Lord, we release everybody that we have kept captive. We release everybody that has been used as an instrument of pain and suffering. We release everybody that you are calling on us to forgive, to love, to bless, and to pray for. Tonight, we leave it all at the cross, and we say, Lord, make us more like Jesus. Amen. Meadow, meadow. Namaste, Medow, Medow, Namaste. We say Makuma I want you to talk to God. I want you to open your mouth and pray to God I want you to pray for healing where you are broken I want you to pray even for the future not knowing what offense lies ahead of you I want you to pray for your home I want you to pray for your parents for your spouses for your children the love will prevail the unconditional love the love of God the love of God which is light will come into every area, into the church, into leadership, into homes. The Bible says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Anything you find difficult, ask God for grace. Ask God for grace. Ask God for grace. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Speak to God. It's not a formality. Some of you, May not be battling with anything now, but the future. Some of you, your marriages seem to be on rocks, but love never fails. Love wins. Love wins. And God will give you the wisdom and the grace that it takes. Let love prevail. Let love be without hypocrisy. Let love prevail in the church of God. Maybe you're offended about something. Tonight is the time to let it go. When you hold the fence, Satan is attracted to you. Tonight, let it go in Jesus' name. You are here tonight, every head bowed and every eye closed. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. You want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I want this love of God to be shed abroad in my heart and I can only have it when I'm a child of God. I can only have it when I'm born again. I can only have it when I've given my life to Jesus. But Lady Reverend, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. I'm not sure about eternity. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. But tonight, I want to be sure. Love is not boastful. It's not about who is on your left, who is on your right. It's about you and your God. Tonight, give me the privilege of praying for you. And leading you to the master. You are like that here this night. Just lift up your hands wherever you are and I'll pray for you. Lady Reverend, pray for me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to be, to be sure of my salvation. I need a new relationship. I need a new start. Let your hand go high above your head so that I'll know that you mean business with God. And if you've lifted up your hands, God bless you. I see your hands everywhere. If you've lifted up your hands, forget about who you are in the church. Just come forward and let me pray for you. Let me usher you into his kingdom. Let me usher you into his throne. Unto his throne of grace. Come. 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 Please clap for them as they are coming. Please clap for them as they are coming. Heaven is rejoicing. Clap for them as they are coming. Clap for them. Encourage them. The angels are rejoicing. Your heart is beating. You know you should be here. Before I start praying, just come running now. Come running now. God is giving you another chance. Forget about being the pleaser of men. Just come forward and join them before I pray. We are giving you one more second to join them. I cannot guarantee what will happen to you when you leave this place. But I can guarantee now that Jesus can make a difference in your life. If you've come for it, please pray this prayer after me and mean it with all your heart. Heavenly Father, tonight I come to you just as I am. Lord, take my life and make me a new person. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord and the master of my life. Forgive me me for all my sins. sins. Thank you you for dying on the cross cross. to save me. Thank you you you. for rising from the dead so that I I may have eternal life. life. And thank you that by this prayer, I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. My life is new. new. And my life in Christ has begun. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I have some books for you. Please wait. I have a gift for you. God bless you. Read it and be strong in the Lord. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You are here, you want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I'm battling with something. I'm battling with offense. I'm battling with pain. I'm battling with love that suffers, but I'm not recovering. Lady Reverend, I need the grace of God. I'm battling with unforgiveness and bitterness. Some of you, has been for many years. If you are like that here, come quickly to the front. I want to pray for you before I sit down. Mikha bala mushande kista baka bayande mikho bayande de mama mikho budu bashande neka bayande isto bakure bashande yande ilei kosande ne mikure bayande mama inde ne mama kure bashande yana ilei koshende ne mama la bure bashande Oh I stand in the blood, I stand in the blood, I plead the cross, I plead the cross, I plead the cross and by the name of Jesus, I command every foul spirit, let go in Jesus name. Be loosed, be loosed, in the name of Jesus, be loosed, be free in Jesus name you found spirit every hold on this life loose lose in Jesus name and let it go God has had your tears and God is doing a new thing every wall of resistance is breaking tonight in the name of Jesus every stronghold that has held you. Everything that has lied to you that it is impossible, tonight in the name of Jesus, be set free. Be set free in Jesus' name. God is healing you in all the broken places, in all the places of ruin. God is wiping away your tears. Receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit now. Receive the comfort. Of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus. I hear the Lord say you have been fighting your own battles. Tonight is a night of release. Tonight is a night nice of release. Let the power of God touch you tonight. Let the power of God touch you tonight and set you free. In the name of Jesus, I cast every spirit that's not of God to the root. I command you to die, the root of bitterness. I attack you at the root and I ask for a new beginning in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, is your touch that makes the difference. Holy Spirit, never the same again. Never the same again. God is wiping away your tears. God is wiping away your tears. It's been a long battle. But the Lord said tonight, ends the end of that battle. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive strength not your own. Grace not your own. Mercy, not your own. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Lose her. Lose her. And let her go. Spirit of depression. Spirit of despair. Spirit of discouragement. I command you to leave, In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord. They said it was your fault, and it wasn't your fault. That's what I hear the Spirit of God say. But let God be God, and don't play God in your life. Thus saith the Lord to you: Receive the touch of the Holy Spirit, and be made whole. Be made whole. Thank you, Father. A new beginning. Beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. Receive it. Beauty for ashes, the Lord has given to you. I don't know what the ashes are, but He says He's giving you beauty. Thank you Jesus. I see a withered life. I see water come out of your life because of what you carry tonight. The Lord says, let it go. Let it go. In the name of Jesus. May water spring forth from on high. May springs of water spring forth from on high. And give you a new beginning. In Jesus' name. You shall not play God. Holy Spirit, touch them. Holy Spirit touch them Holy Spirit touch them Never the same again Never the same again Never the same again Never the same again Receive his touch Receive his touch And be loosed Be loosed In Jesus name Thank you Father For your ministration Every bitterness goes tonight. Everything you've held on for years, the Lord is saying. He's speaking to you directly let it go. Let it go. Let it go. In the name of Jesus. I hear the word foul spirit. You foul spirit, in Jesus' name, lose. Lose in the name of Jesus. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. They don't know how they are going to do it, but your promise is real. Thank you. Thank you. Receive the love of God. The love that you didn't get. The thing that broke your heart. The thing that changed everything for you. With God, all things are possible. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And by the blood of the Lamb, be loose. Be loose. By the blood, by the power of the cross, be set free. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Your word says you heal the brokenhearted. You send forth your word and you heal. Let the word of God that has come change. Change your vessels forever. Change and make them new. Change. Fire of the Holy Spirit, burn the chaff in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. It is done. It is finished. Receive it. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, deliver your vessels from sense knowledge. Help us not to walk by how we feel, but to walk by your word. I uproot every root, every disaster. I hear God say, I'm turning it around. I'm turning it around. Receive it. Receive it. There's a turn around. There's a turn around. There's a turnaround around. In Jesus' name, be loose. Every pain, every pain he has taken on the cross. He took your infirmities. He took your pain. The chastisement of your peace has been laid on him. Receive peace of mind and receive a new beginning in Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for your presence. I pray that you will continue to minister to your children. We pray that the blood shall be a covering over us all, that the blood will answer for everything in the gates. Thank you for the cross, where every handwriting and ordinances against your people have been nailed. We plead the blood and we plead the cross. We thank you for your blessing in this place. We thank you for refreshing and a new beginning. For a church that overcomes its offenses. For a church that overcomes everything that is divisive. And for a church that is united. For a house that is divided against itself cannot stand. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for a new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.